My name's Tara, and you're listening to You Should Write a Book, the podcast. If this really was a book, this would be in this chapter called Reinvention After 50, and this section would be called Am I a Job Snob? Recently, I went into a pharmacy, kind of a common occurrence. I went in and took my time looking around and purchase what I needed to purchase. And as I was nearing the entrance uh, and exit, I stopped to fish my keys out of my purse. And there was a security guard standing there. I, like all of you, lament the past where pharmacies didn't have to have a security guard on staff, but there she was. And it's quite common these days. I can't remember what I said to her. I started a conversation. She was so happy. First of all, I think just because she'd been seen, that someone had noticed her. We went on to have quite an in-depth conversation, and she was the happiest person I've seen in a very long time. She was standing there proudly donning her bulletproof vest and her pressed uniform and shined black boots and told me about how happy it made her to be a security guard. She told me that she's always enjoyed being in customer service, but that her ultimate goal was to become a police officer. To work in law enforcement is how she put it. She told me about her interview for the security position. And she said that her boss, who hired her, told her that there was something really special about her and that she thought that she was going to be a good addition to the team. Oh my goodness, she beamed. She beamed in the retelling, so I can only imagine what her reaction was at the time. It made me remember about the difference you can make to someone by giving them positive feedback. It changed this woman's life, whoever that hiring manager was that gave her this job. No matter what happens now, that changed her life. She went on to tell me that to get into law enforcement, she needed two years experience. I know nothing about getting into law enforcement. But this to her was a stepping stone and she loved her job. She wasn't just looking past it onto the next thing it was going to allow her to do. She told me about how she likes interacting with people every day, and it kind of makes her sad that sometimes people are afraid of her, so she goes out of her way to make it a positive experience, especially for children, and she beamed the whole time. When I was about to leave, she said, I'm so glad you stopped. You've made my night. Uh, Thank you so much for stopping to chat, Um, and I hope you have a great weekend. 
I got into my car and I sat there looking at her through the window as she was kind of doing rounds and going around the store. And I thought, am I a job snob? And the answer is, yeah, I'm a job snob. It never occurred to me that someone with such a position that I would, oh, there are so many things that I can envision doing other than being a security guard. I just, but she loved it. It was perfect for her. And it's not the first time that I've been confronted with exactly this experience. Back in my early 20s, I'd had to give up a job because of an injury, and I was sent to a course through unemployment. And during uh, this unemployment course where we were learning about assessing your job skills and resume writing and interview skills, etc., everyone shared what their job was and the loss of that job and what they were looking for in the future. And I had been working with people with developmental handicaps, behavioral issues. I loved it. It was very interactive. And it was in the helping field, which is kind of my jam. And a woman started talking about her work at a factory. It was on some kind of assembly line. I can't remember. It wasn't Stelco or DeFasco, which were the big companies in Hamilton, but uh, it was an assembly line position. And she talked about every day going into her, she called it a cubby, whatever her position was on the line, she had her space and her machine. And she said, I loved my machine. I looked forward to going to work every day and I'm devastated at the loss that I'm not going to be able to go back in and do that work every day and go into my cubby and to do the work that I've been doing for the last however many years. That was the first time I got slapped in the face with the fact that I'm a job snob. It was inconceivable to me that someone on an assembly line job would love it as much as this woman did. I myself had done some factory work uh, for a blessedly short time, a, amount of time in my life, uh, where my job was to proofread little plastic, you know, rubber maybe things that came out of printing and one side said lights and the other side said whitewash and I had to make sure they were printed okay, crack them in half and put them in piles of 50 all day, every day with a timer that went off for lunch and a timer that went off to tell you you had to get back to your table. Oh my God, it was so mind numbing for me. I actually think that I slept through a lot of it. I think I made it two and a half weeks. Because that was my experience of doing repetitive work, I assumed that everyone who does repetitive work must be looking for another job. Like they must be 
wanting desperately to get out of that position and move on to something more meaningful. I so regret that point of view. I feel terrible for anyone who I've made feel bad uh, about their job. I'm just devastated when I think about it, that I wasn't mindful of it, that I haven't been mindful of the fact that not everyone is like me. I used to say it, I would preach and I would say, thankfully, not everybody is like me, because if everyone was like me, there would be no roads, no fire, nothing would be invented from the time of our our caveman years, but we'd all have a good laugh and feel really good about ourselves. So I used to say that as a statement, but I guess in my mind, who I was comparing myself to was like engineers or inventors or something. And even in that kind of open statement that I preached about a lot, I, I really didn't give credit to I didn't give credit to the people that we don't see. I didn't give credit to the people that we pass in the halls, the people that we pass by in the malls or in the stores that are mopping up the floors, the ones that are stocking shelves, the ones behind the meat counter, the ones who are checking people out of the grocery store, I didn't give any mind to the people who hold the stop sign up at construction zones and make you wait until it's safe to go through the construction zone. I wasn't thinking about them. And, oh my gosh, I just feel awful. I'm a job snob. And I hate that I'm a job snob. I'm a job snob at a time when... I'm applying for every position. Just a tidbit about a much longer story. But it's very clear that having a master in divinity is not a good selling point (laughs) when applying for jobs, even in nonprofits, even in religious based nonprofits, which I find hilarious. But I've been looking for a job for almost a year, and it's been a really tough go. The ego can only take so much rejection. But here I am. And the latest incarnation of me, which I'm pretty excited about, is uh, to get a part-time job that pays well, that brings in a steady income, that pays my bills, that still allows me the creative time to be able to do this and some other fun things uh, that I have coming up that I'm really, really excited about. What happened when I walked into that shopper's drug mart and was confronted with a woman that is unseen, that no one pays attention to, she opened my eyes to look for the people we don't see. The timing of my meeting with her is remarkable because I'm taking one of those jobs. I'm going to be working in one of those jobs where people won't see me, that I won't be a real person, that 
they'll make assumptions about me. And how do I know this? Because I made assumptions about people in my job that I'm going to be doing. I'm actually quite excited about the fact that I'm going to start being a school bus driver. Part of that is I actually like children and I'm really looking forward to getting to know them and making uh, getting on the school bus a positive experience if I can. I hope I can. I'm less, I'm not <laughs> looking forward so much to the actual driving a big long bus through the snow part, but I am really excited about the job. But the experience with the security guard in the Shoppers Drug Mart reminded me that I'm going to be one of those people that people don't see. I'm going to be one of those people who is just the person who picks their kids up and drives them to school. I wanted to share this with all of you. By the way, thanks for listening. The reason I wanted to share this with all of you is because maybe you can see where your blind spots are. Who is it in your world that you're not seeing? Who is it that might actually need for you to say you are gifted. You have something special about you and you're going to do great things. It clearly changed this young woman's life when her hiring manager told her that. And who is it that needs you to acknowledge them and not judge them or assume they need help to do better <laughs> or to get a different job, but just, hey, How's it going? Hope you're having a good day. I don't know how much sense this made. I hope you found it meaningful. It was meaningful for me to share. I really appreciate you spending the time with me. And if you get a chance, if you can follow or subscribe to this podcast, I'd really appreciate it. It does make a difference. And wherever you are, whatever time it is, I hope you're doing really well. Thanks for listening. Bye.